As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Spotify Greenroom is the live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You talk to other fans or, you, you know, or get together with your bros, you know, and watch a game together. If you can't, you know, meet at a bar or whatever, maybe, you know, who knows, you know, maybe a couple of your friends that got, you know, kids are at home sick and, you know, or just, you know, you just, you just can't go out that night, you know, or just can't hang out, you know, you can talk to other athletes, you know, they, they may show up on, you know, they may show up as well. I mean, who knows, insiders, you know, reactive breaking news, rumors. It's a really cool thing to do. It's almost like Twitter, but it's audio only and you're not dealing with a bunch of trolls and whatnot. To get the, the Spotify Green Room app, and I just jacked it up, but who cares? Um, just go to the iOS App Store or Google Play Store, download it, link your Twitter, join a group, and then come in with your hot, spicy takes. All right, guys, welcome to our Pit Panther Rants, another Sports Rants podcast. Vlad Harris, your host. Happy Tuesday. I, w- I wanted to um, record on Monday, but I was on call this week for the hospitals, so I couldn't do it. And, well, I was up late last night because everybody was getting, you know, my on-call was done at like 8 o'clock in the morning, and everybody was getting their calls in before, you know, my, my ship was over, and I was up till almost 3 in the four, 4 in the morning, this, you know, and I'm basically running on top fumes right now. Uh, going back to Pitt, um, they faced New Hampshire this past Saturday, and it was everything you would want in a matchup with a 1AA team. Um, Pitt scored 77 points. I mean, they had 49 in the first half alone and then they dropped another 20 in the second but it was I mean they only allowed some points the whole game and pretty much that's all you know that's everything you'd, you'd want from a, you know everything you'd want from a um, a game like that I mean that's a, supposedly they came up pretty pissed although you know you shouldn't have to have a um, you shouldn't have to lose to a to Mac team the Come out pissed against a one double A team, but I'm you know, uh, you know. Then again, what do I know? I mean, I'm just here recording. I don't know what's going on behind those practices and closed doors. And, you know, I've never played college football or any type of football. I mean, I've played other kinds of sports, but not that. So, you know, I really don't. You know, I don't know. Whatever, hey, whatever works for them. I hope you know they got they got Georgia Tech this weekend. I hope they come out equally as pissed off against Georgia Tech as well. And they hold each other accountable for stuff, and they get on the same page because that seemed to seemed to be missing from the previous game. Not so much from a player standpoint, but the coach's standpoint as well. They didn't seem to know when to make adjustments, and by the time it happened, um, well, that was that. Pitt did lose a verbal commit um, this morning. Uh, Chris Peak, Panther Lair reports that 
Jacksonville, Florida defensive end slash offensive tackle Bradley Mans decommitted from Pitt. Uh, that, you know, that's part of landing these kids early, especially Florida kids, is you don't know what's going to happen. You know, you love for them to stay, but these things do happen. You know, they maybe they're getting they're getting interest elsewhere. And my chair's creaking. They're getting probably interest elsewhere, and it happens. Maybe other ACC schools are showing interest. Maybe um, SEC schools. I mean, if they have opportunities to stay close to home, they'll do it. I mean, that just and on top of that, you got you got to make sure your product is good enough for them to want to come up the you know all up to Pittsburgh. So who knows? He may he may reconsider Pitt and re, recommit, but I seriously doubt at this point. I think he's probably maybe he's going to enjoy the process. Or, um, you know, who knows? But at the end of the day, if he's here, if he's here, he's here, he's not, he's not. Life, life goes on. Now, taking a look at Pitt against New Hampshire. Not much to really talk about, but total yards. Pitt gained over 700 total yards. They set a new, I guess, school record for that. They broke the record against Virginia Tech. They, they set where, you know, you know, that game where, Quadrolls and Darren Hall ran ran the hell all over them. Um, there's that. That's gone. Uh, Pitt threw for 455 yards in the air, and they ran for 252 yards rushing. So my concern was them having some sort of running game going into this, you know, going into conference play. And well, they had something here, but I mean, yes, it's New Hampshire. But. For me, it would have been a lot more alarming if they didn't have a running much of a running game against New Hampshire. But it's there, and I like it. I mean, they were they were averaging five yards a rush on four, four nine rushing attempts. And the only turnover committed was from New Hampshire. Pitt's defense only allowed seven points, and well, the fact they only allowed seven as a you know with, the, with backups going in and whatnot, I mean, it's pretty good. And as far as the team goes, Kenny Pickett was 24-28. He was near perfect. 403 yards passing. He was averaging almost he was averaging over 14 yards of completion. Five TDs. Nick Patty came in, was four for four for 39 yards. And then Davis Bevel came in, was one for one for 13 yards. Uh, Pittsburgh's rushing, Ronnie Hammond Jr., who was, you know, the third four string. 17 carries, 100 yards, and three touchdowns. I'm not sure what his future is, but hey, if you run for that, you know, if you have that type of a game in college, I mean, it doesn't matter who you are, you take that any day. Izzy Abacanada. Izzy Abacanda. I hope I pronounced that right. <clears throat> I could just say Izzy one of the two. He was 13 of seven. He was 13 carries, 75 yards, almost six yards a carry, one touchdown. Vincent Davis, seven carries, 50 yards, 7.1 yards a run, no TDs. Kenny Pickett, five carries, six yards, one touchdown. But the overall was a good, 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 good overall for the running game. It was a good day for them. Uh, the one guy who had a really good day as receiving goes, Jordan Asson, six catches, 179 yards, 30 yards, almost 30 yards a catch, three touchdowns. Oh, don't forget, Izzy also had four. He had four catches, 55 yards. So he had over, over you know, let's see, 55. Uh, 
basically 130 yards in total offense. Shockey Jockey, four catches, 50 yards. He had a touchdown himself. Taser Mack, two catches, 26 yards, 13. I mean, Gavin Bartholomew, he had three catches, 48 yards. He outdid Mark, you know, Lucas Kroll. Well, it depends, you know, if they're the backups and whatnot. But seriously, that's good stuff there. Um, the defense, there's so many to talk about here. A lot of, uh, as far as sacks go, Jordan Morgan has a sack. I mean, not Joe Morgan, freaking John Morgan. I'm getting my Cincinnati Reds, Pitt Panthers. Uh, Phil Campbell had a sack. But uh, Leslie Smith was the leading guy in tackles. He tied, well, actually, him and Wendell Davis were tied at five apiece. I mean, there's not much there. Brandon George had two tackles for a loss. I mean, it's, I mean, not much else to get too analytical by. It's, it's, it's freaking New Hampshire. But regardless, though, it's a win. We're up to three and one. And next week we got we got um, or this Saturday I should say we got Georgia Tech. And I'm looking at a work email here, and I have no idea what this lady's talking about. I'll, I'll get to it. Um, I think it's something. Nothing much I can really do about it. But, um, yeah. It's just, um, she's a radiologist technologist, so it's, to me, it's radiologist technologist speak, and I'm like, eh, I'm an IT guy, so I don't know what you're saying. But looking around the ACC, uh, Wake Forest knocked off Virginia on Friday, 37-17. I think I, had, I, think I took Wake winning in that game, because Virginia's defense was not looking too good. I think I had Liberty being Syracuse, or at least being the spread, I thought. Syracuse with a huge win here, 24-21. I got to give a lot of credit to Syracuse. I mean, Syracuse is 3-1 to start the season. I thought it would be a disastrous for them, but this Liberty game was a huge game for them because Liberty's no pushover. And how the one by the Qs, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, the Atlantic Conference, the, the Atlantic Coast, the, you know, the Atlantic Division is really starting to become a really tough division now because it, it used to be, well, at least for this year, because the last few years has been Clemson and everybody else, but now everybody seems to be beating each other up now. Well, they're being, you know, well, we'll get that here in a minute, but at least but let's just say they're, they're, I would say this is probably the first, this is probably the first time where they've been a lot stronger as a whole than the Coastal, because the Coastal as a whole was a, was a lot stronger. I mean, it was, it was pretty much, the Coastal was pretty much the black and blue division of college football. I mean, Everybody's capable of being everybody, and nobody, nobody survives. You, you know, you're, you're, you're not. You, you know, you'll um, you're guaranteed at least go seven, five, eight, and four in that con. You know, in that division. You know, at least playing in it. Clemson lost to NC State twenty-seven twenty-one. Clemson's obviously a hot mess right now. I'm not sure what's going on with them. I thought they would pick up where they left off after Trevor Lawrence, but it looks like they're just having a really down year and. They're in week four, and they still haven't got it. I mean, they still don't get it. They haven't, you know. So I'm thinking it's probably going to be one of those years where it's just going to be a garbage throwaway year, and that's it. I mean, there's not much else they can do. And maybe maybe it shows how good, you know, Trevor Lawrence was and the players they had on that team. 
because they were able, you know, especially on offense, they were able, they were able to mask what, you know, whatever deficiencies they have. It's a possibility. Uh, Georgia Tech, I think I had them also being North Carolina, or at least being the spread. Oof. I haven't really been, you know, Dwayne, I mean, we, I mean, we all saw how North Carolina played early in the year. We just, I just wasn't sold on them. And, you know, they won a high-scoring game against Virginia the other week. I mean, at least last, the week before, I believe. And Tech just, Tech just laid the woodshed to them, and that was it. Um, yeah, so North Carolina's now 1-2 and two in ACC play. I had them winning the Coastal, I think, this year because I had no one else to pick, really. Missouri and Boston College. I had Missouri beating them, and Boston College with their backup won. I'm not sure what the hell's going on. I mean, Pat Garwell, a BC at 25 carries, 75 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, credit to Jeff Halfley. I mean, he's done a hell – I mean, they lose their, their best quarter, their best player, you know, Jerkovic, and they're, they're, they're 4-0 still. And they're, you know, they're just, I mean, they knocked off an SEC opponent. I mean, they're just, they're having a hell of a ride if I'm BC. I, depending on what season you kind of have with Pathley, you need to lock him up and get him a long-term deal or something. Give him whatever he needs. I mean, because you, you want to hold on. I mean, a guy like this, you want to hold on to him. I mean, Boston College did have Tom O'Brien for the longest time. And they went to the ACC and then he ended up, le- he ended up leaving and I think it's because he got tired of. I think he got tired of them playing in. I think they. I think it was. I guess the lack of respect BC was getting because he had um, Matt Ryan as his QB and. They um. I think he got tired of the bowl games they were getting because they were getting some. I think they kept going to Boise if I remember correctly for their bowl games. I think he got tired of it, so he went to NC State and of course. You know, he really didn't, um, yeah, he really didn't um, do a whole lot there. Let me take a look at his thing here. Yeah, he ended up in MPC Computer. It, yeah, they finished They finished um, his last three years of Boston College. They were 9-3, and 9-3, and 9-3. And let's see, the first year they ended up going on Tire Bowl, and then MPC Computers, and then Monarchy Car Care. And I think he got tired of, uh, what they were getting placed in bowl games, and he just bailed. Well, that goes to show the grass isn't always greener. Um, let's see, let's go to the rest of them here. Virginia Tech beat Richmond 21-10. Miami Hammer Central Connecticut 69-0. Louisville beat Forest State 31-23. So Mike Norvell, 0-4. I had Louisville losing that game. This is a problem. I mean, I'm not sure what you do here. Florida State paid twenty million to make Willie Tiger go away, and so I, they're pretty much stuck with. Uh, they're pretty much stuck with Norvell right now, unless they have a lot, unless they have more money to throw, to throw you know to throw out a, a buyout. But I think they're gonna have to give him some more time because you just can't fire guy after year two. It's just, I mean, he's got he's got to do some of his roster. I mean, it just I don't know. Uh, Duke beat Kansas 52-33. Duke is 3-1, which is a surprise. You know, it's Kansas still, but Duke 3-1. I mean, wow. Now, as we go around the top 25 and see anything groundbreaking. Oklahoma beat West Virginia 16-13. I watched that game, and that was kind of a snooze fest. And I thought West Virginia could have won that, but it's just, I don't know what happened there. I mean, 
they just it seemed like they had the game won. They were just finding ways just to give it back to them. Look at the rest of these games here. Iowa beat Colorado State 24-14. Pesty beat Villanova 17. I thought they would blow out Villanova. Or at least, I don't, know if they, I don't think they even covered in that game. Arkansas beat Texas A&M. I think an Arkansas won in that game. I just wasn't sold on Texas A&M because this is the type of game that A&M loses. You know, they, A&M always looks good in the beginning, and then they just, you know, they, they fade. Florida Hammers, Tennessee. Notre Dame destroyed Wisconsin. I thought Wisconsin, would, I think I think I had Wisconsin win that game, but I might, I mean, at least covering, I don't know. I mean, it was, I, 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 I'll have to go back to my podcast and see how I did there. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, you know, Wisconsin just blows. I mean, as one guy told me, he said, Wisconsin would be a, a badass program if they had an actual football coach. I mean, Paul Chris has done an all right job. It's just that, you know, they've, They've had some real good teams, but they've always it seems like they're always missing a quarterback. Iowa State lost to Baylor thirty one twenty nine. I was you know hell win by Baylor. Rutgers beat uh, lost to Michigan State twenty thirteen. I think I, had, I thought Rutgers would cover that game, and they did. And look at the rest of the games. Mm, UCLA beat Stanford, and that's really about it. As far as the one one A is concerned, I mean that's. You know, nothing else really groundbreaking here. Oh, Utah, they beat Washington State. I think they, yeah, that was it. They're off to a bad start. But look at the rest of these games. Yeah, it's mm, nothing really too exciting. But I'll tell you what is exciting. It's what, you know, it's watching a game on an audio-only type of uh, feed. Like Spotify Green Room. It's the live audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download news. You can talk to your fans, athletes, insiders. Who knows? Maybe in Bob Nutting or maybe uh, maybe Mike, you know, maybe Brother Rooney shows up. You can complain about Big Ben or, you know, who knows? Mark Mann may show up. You know, I mean, in case you're on like a Steelers watch party, I mean, somebody from the Steelers may show up that you can complain about what's what's been going on with them. You know, you react, you react to the games. The rumors, the breaking news, and all you gotta do is go to the go to the um, iOS App Store, go on or Google Play Store, go on, download it, link your Twitter, and you can come in with your spicy takes. I mean, it's like being on Twitter, but you're you know in your little green room, and you don't have to worry about anybody else coming in and making some you know replying and trying to spur spur an argument where you have to block him or whatever. You don't have to do any of that. Just go check it out, guys. All right, speaking of the Steelers, obviously they're one and two, and they had a less than inspiring effort against the Bengals this past um, Sunday, and Ben obviously wasn't looking all that chipper. And Here's the thing. Ben is 39 years old. And I think we're stuck on Ben maybe like five years ago, six years ago, maybe 10 years ago. And for some of us, maybe even earlier than that, we're stuck on. He's not the guy he once was, and that's okay. I mean, Tom Brady, I'm sure, isn't the guy he once was. But the thing about Tom Brady is when he left New England, he went to a, he went to a situation where he was going to get you know, pass protection, players around him and whatnot. Ben doesn't have all that around him. 
So he doesn't have all the pieces together, as it seems. We were, we were told that we supposed to need some sort of a running back and this would all solve our problems. He's, he's behind a really bad offensive line. And it just, he's not as elusive as he used to be. I mean, he, you guys remember how elusive Ben used to be back in the day. And he, he's not that Ben anymore. It's like Cam Newton. We were, I mean, I was, I was hopped up on Cam Newton and, but that was 2015 Cam and he, and he's a show. I mean, that was six years ago. And that's the thing with Ben is we're we're hopped up on Ben years and years ago. And, and, some people are getting very emotional about this and they're saying, well, you know, this will this is determine who's the real fans and who's not. Folks, I've lived through the Mark Malone era, Bobby Brister, Neil O'Donnell, Mike Tomzak, Cordell Stewart, Tommy Maddox. I mean, it just goes on. This whole era is no different from any other eras we've been through. I mean... The Rooneys aren't going to hand you a medal for you know supporting a team through its bad times. I mean, they may give you. I mean, if you're a season ticket holder, they may send you a Christmas card. Well, actually, yeah, they do. They send you a Christmas card, but I'm not sure if they will send you anything else. You may get a media guide, but that's it. I mean, you're not going to get some sort of medal or some Labori trophy for you know as for fam for fans if you you know. I mean, people are going to complain about what's going on, but they'll be back and they'll watch the games. It's, it's, you know, people just want to complain. But as far as the Ben goes, it's, a, it's an emotional thing. And I think you have some people that are not willing to accept what they're seeing and are not willing to accept the possibility of moving on and starting over because they're going to have to get a new quarterback. And I'm not sure if Tom even sticks around. I mean, it's going to be a whole new change. Because we've been spoiled with the, we've been spoiled with having Chuck Noll for so long. Then Bill Cower, Bill Cower was from 1992 to 2006, 14 years. Mike Tomlin's been here 15 years, and Tomlin was able to pick up where Cower left off for him. He left Cower left him a nucleus, a good nucleus of players. This is going to be a lot different. Um, we're going to, you know, whoever's, in, I mean, if Tomlin doesn't stick around, this new head coach is going to have to get himself a quarterback because I'm not sure if Ben's going to be around. I mean, it's going to be a whole new rebuild. And I think a lot of Steelers fans do not like the idea of starting over and the fact that they're going to be possibly the, possibly the laughing stock of the AFC North for, for a short term. And on top of that, you've got to make sure your hire is right. And because otherwise you end up like Cleveland who recycled so many coaches and quarterbacks for so many years until they got the right recipe. Or, you know, like um, the Bengals had their issues as well, and they still do. I mean, you end up like those two franchises. So I can understand why, this, you, know, you know, I think it's, I think a lot of it's denial. And who knows? I could be wrong. Maybe Ben recovers. Maybe this team comes together and they start winning games. I could be wrong. But for right now, this is what it's looking like. It's just people do not, they're just, it's emotional. And I think a lot of them are just in the denial of it. They're in denial that, you know, they may have to start over. And that's okay. I mean, you know, but that's, I mean, this is what it's looking like. I mean, I mean, as Thomas is retired, as he stick around, maybe draft a quarter, I mean, who knows? I mean, we don't know anything until 
We're in, we're, in, we're in week three of the season. Who knows what happens as the season goes on? Maybe they maybe they string a few some wins, but regardless, they're gonna have to, they're gonna start planning for the future, and maybe start you know bringing somebody in, or unless they sign somebody, you know it's a possibility as well. But uh, yeah, that's where we're at. But you know, I watched the game. I watched Monday night's game last night. And I think Jalen Hurts. I mean, I was really high on him and. He needs to get the ball out quicker. I mean, the Eagles, I mean, the Eagles are, are about as big of a mess as the Steelers. I mean, but it's week three. We'll see what happens the rest of the way. Anyways, guys, I'm going to finish up here because I have not much to talk about. I'm falling asleep. Hell to pit. Bye.